Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Monday. It's the 17th day of August 2020. Thanks so much for being here. You can find the show at abriefchat.com. You can find the YouTube version at abriefchat.com slash YouTube, or you can watch what I'm saying uh, rather than just listen to it on the podcast if you want. Today, as I mentioned, is the 17th. Let's take a look back at this day in radical history via the Slingshot Collective Day Planner, and we're also going to use the Certain Days calendar today. On this day in 1887, Marcus Garvey was born, a black nationalist and pan-Africanist who had a, a huge influence on uh, 20th century, uh, I guess, black nationalism and is maybe the easiest way to say it. Uh, in... 1955, on this day in New York, there was a strike at uh, Comstock Prison. In 1960, Gabon achieved its independence from France. And today is also Discovery Day in the Yukon. Uh, so my original intention had been to have Owen come on the show with me today, but they got called into work, and so I'm going to do this by myself, but... Um, if they're interested, I hope to have them on on another episode, you know, maybe tomorrow or uh, the next day. And that's because I'm going to talk about us today. If you uh, have kind of been looking on social media, you may have seen the announcement that we put out that uh, after five years together, we've decided to uh, go in separate directions, no longer be together as a as a couple. And we came to that realization, I think, slowly. Um, I think it had been building for a while for both of us that things were not not really making sense anymore in terms of us trying to build a life that was headed in the same way because we didn't feel the same way about our lives, about what we needed from our lives, um, maybe about each other, you know, the ways in which our feelings had changed over the course of the five years. And we finally had some real conversations toward the end of last week where it just became very clear and then finally was expressed explicitly that it was time to end this. I will say, um, having been through a breakup before, I mean, through the end of a 15-year marriage, I don't know if a breakup is quite the appropriate term for either of these things, but having been through the dissolution of a lengthy relationship before, this one is a lot different. I think part of that is because while, um, while the things that I mentioned may have changed, the underlying love and care for one another that fueled first our friendship and then our romantic relationship hasn't changed at all. If anything, it may have even deepened in the course of saying these things to one another. So, for example, in the days since we explicitly said, let's go our separate ways and figure out how to, you know, kind of disentangle our lives and, and what we're each going to do next. We've slept in the same bed since then. We, uh, for reasons that are difficult to explain, um, we watched the first two Transformers movies yesterday, and we were snuggled up on the couch doing that. Um, it's not like a, you know, it's not a, I don't want anything to do with you anymore kind of situation. It's 
because of my own personal growth and because of your own personal growth, it's time for us to now grow in separate directions. But that doesn't mean we're going to burn down all this stuff that we have together um, as two human beings who love one another. And that's been pretty amazing. Um, you know, there's been a lot of tears shed over the last several days by both of us. I mean, this morning, um, I was, after meditating, I was sitting on the couch listening to a Red Sox podcast, and I just started bawling. And now, I will say, given how the Red Sox are playing these days, that's a completely understandable reaction just to the podcast itself. Uh, but I don't think that was the cause of my tears, even though the Red Sox are uh, the second worst team in baseball. And so there's definitely a lot of heightened emotion. Um, there's some sadness. I think there's some hope. There's some eagerness. There's, I think, no, I don't see any regret. And we've kind of had an explicit conversation about regret um, in which we've both said, you know, we don't regret a minute of having done this. And I will say that I think this was always kind of built into our relationship because, you know, when I met Owen, Owen was 19 and I was 41 and that, well, when I met Owen, yeah, 19 and 41, that's right. And when we started dating, I guess it was a year later than that. So 20 and 42. And I know that the person I was at 19 I mean, given what I believe about the the non-fixed nature of the self, the person I was yesterday is not the person I am anymore. But if that's true, then imagine how much more true it is that the person I was at 19, there's not, you know, that I wouldn't recognize that person if I met them today. And we always had conversations, especially in the beginning of our relationship, about the difference in our ages not being an impediment to us having a relationship, but meaning that you know, some number of years from then, Owen was going to be entering the maybe like career building phase of their life, for example. And I, well, first of all, I'm me. <laughs> but second of all, you know, and I would be nearing my 50s and having a whole different thought about where things were going. You know, I had two kids who, you know, by the time Owen was in their mid 20s, were going to be in high school and college. And, you know, that would put me in one position and Owen in another. And, just the amount of personal growth you do from the age of 19 to the age of 24 or, you know, 20 to 30 or whatever it is, it's so huge. I mean, it's going so fast that the idea that those two people would remain completely compatible with their eyes on the same goal on the horizon, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty far-fetched idea. I mean, I think that is generally true about most people. I, you know, I have never been a big proponent, despite the fact that I have spent most of my adult life in these two monogamous relationships um, or a significant portion of it. I was really never a proponent of marriage from my earliest days. And I um, I couldn't have said why as clearly as I can now. But I have always thought that it was a little ridiculous to expect two people to just remain on paths of growth that are compatible over a long period of time because that puts an enormous amount of pressure on people to grow in a certain way or to stunt their growth or to um, seek compromises. And, you know, generally, I guess compromise can be a good thing or in some cases it can be a good thing. But I don't think when it comes to who you are as a human being that compromises necessarily the first way you want to approach figuring that out. So I always thought this end could be built into the beginning. 
And that's why, for example, when we had our um, wedding ceremony, and actually it was a wedding ceremony at which we did not get legally married. Um, we got married in a church with a lot of people and we didn't really tell anybody that, but we, um, at the end of it, we didn't, or the, any part of it, we never signed a marriage license or any of that stuff. Um, so we just had like a big gathering to kind of celebrate our love. We called it a behitchment, although we did not make that clear that we were calling it that because, you know, it wasn't legal. Um, and in our ceremony, we didn't use any words like forever or always or any of that stuff. Because that just never seemed to be how we wanted to look at the growth of our relationship. We just wanted to be in it where it was and then, you know, the next place it was and then the next place it was. And then if there came a place where it didn't make sense anymore, we wanted to be able to be that too, you know, which is where we have reached. Um, you know, for those of you who are curious about what's going to happen next, uh, first of all, the lease on this place is six more months. And um, right now we have every intention of living together in this place um, for that time. And, you know, here in Tucson in this particular apartment. And then Owen's intention, as far as I know, is to, well, it's not as far as I know. This is their intention as of the most recent time we talked yesterday or whatever, um, is to stay here. Uh, possibly to stay in this actual apartment. There's also some smaller versions of this in this complex, um, but to stay here. And my intention is to do one of two things, um, either to convert a van into a living space and just have a kind of peripatetic life, but that is based more back East, closer to my kids, um, or to find a Zen center back East where I can be on staff and live and, um, you know, do kind of the, monastic resident thing while also being close to my kids. So, you know, there's a, it's probably we're looking at like February and March for things to kind of change in terms of our living situations and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, right now we're perfectly happy to be living together. And, um, you know, I think I, I'm comfortable saying that for both of us at this moment. Um, though, of course, Owen can speak for themselves either in a solo podcast or with me or whatever, you know, never, whatever they want to do to you some other way. Um, but I think I feel pretty comfortable saying that we're, you know, pretty happy living together at this point and, and don't see a great need to change that. Um, I have a lot of stuff to figure out what to do with because in either of the two scenarios of my future that I just mentioned, like all of these books behind me, which belong to me, um, and there's tons more under this, the Cornish quilt here, which I call because my friend Jen Cornish made it, um, I, you know, and every, I have tons of stuff. I have tons of art, um, all kinds of things. And I want to get rid of almost all of it. So I got a lot of that to figure out. And then if it's going to be the van thing that I do, I got to get a van and, uh, you know, I have a extremely finite amount of money enough to buy a used van, um, probably not enough to do the whole conversion. So that might be a, you know, kind of overtime thing. And, there's just so much to figure out, but, um, I, for one, am excited for the future. I am of course, sad at the ending of this beautiful period, but, um, I'm just super grateful too. And, uh, oh, okay. That passed. I was wondering if I could get through this without crying. Um, not because I have any thing about crying. I'm perfectly happy to cry in front of you. It just, sometimes it makes for a bit of a drag in a podcast when the host's just crying and, uh, you know, you feel a little uncomfortable and that kind of thing. But anyway, that moment passed, I think. So I think we'll make it to the end. 
unless I cry about the closing phrase or something. Um, but anyway, I, I, Owen also has never lived alone. Um, I think that's going to be a huge thing for them to kind of figure out their own place on earth, you know? Um, cause I know that was a, you know, a thing for me. I mean, I lived alone for a couple of years and, um, and then I lived alone after I was married again. And both of those times, I think I did a lot of growing, um, as a person, you know, just kind of figuring out who I was in both of those periods, you know, one of which was in my late teens and early twenties. And the other one of which was in my, uh, late thirties and early forties. And, you know, I, those things are incredibly important. You know, those times, I mean, Owen ha- is young enough that they went from their parents to college with roommates to me and their entire life has been spent living with somebody else and never just having their own space. And, uh, I really am excited for them to experience that part of their lives. So, um, I just wanted to close and I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but, um, I don't know. Just, I just, I feel like I want to do it. There is uh, this thing, this Buddhist thing called, so sutras are kind of teachings. Um, and often they're, they're chanted in various times and in various languages and all that kind of thing. But we've talked before on this show about meta, which is often translated as loving kindness, but is actually probably better translated as compassion. And there's a very famous sutra called the meta sutra. And this is the um, version of it that we used at Oan, the Zendo and state college where I was practicing. Um, and I just wanted to read it to kind of close the show for whatever reason. So here's the meta sutra. This is what should be accomplished by one who is wise, who seeks the good and has attained peace. Let one be strenuous, upright, and sincere without pride, easily contented and joyous. Let one not be submerged by the things of the world. Let one not take up oneself the burden upon oneself the burden of riches. Let one's senses be controlled. Let one be wise but not puffed up, and let one not desire great possessions, even for one's family. Let one do nothing that is mean or that the wise would reprove. May all beings be happy. May they be joyous and live in safety. All living beings, whether they be weak or strong, in high, middle, or low realms of existence, small or great, visible or invisible, near or far, born or to be born, may all beings be happy. Let no one deceive one another nor despise any being in any state. Let none by anger or hatred wish harm to another. Even as a mother at the risk of her life watches over and protects her only child, so with a boundless mind should one cherish all living things, suffusing love over the entire world. Above, below, and all around without limit, so let one cultivate infinite goodwill toward the whole world, standing or walking, sitting or lying down, During all one's waking hours, let one practice the way with gratitude, not holding to fixed views, endowed with insight, freed from sense appetites. One who achieves the way will be freed from birth and death, liberated from suffering. So thanks to all of you who have uh, reached out and had very kind things to say to both of us. We really appreciate it. Um, Maybe Owen will be on an episode talking about this and maybe not, but... um, In any case, I thank you for taking the time to listen to me. I love you. A better world is possible, but we have a lot of work to do. 